Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Happy Thursday. Thank you all so much for tuning in to the PHNX Coyotes podcast. Don't forget to hit that like button, subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. Leave us a five-star review. I'm Leah here with Craig, Petey, and Sean. And as the Watts said off the top, Sean's favorite episode incoming because mm-hmm. we have Buffalo News Sabres beat writer Lance Lysowski joining us in just a couple of minutes to preview the NHL's Atlantic Division. Uh, really interesting division yeah, this season. Yeah, a lot of storylines. A lot of storylines. So really looking forward to getting into this. But before we do, how's everybody doing well, I'm, today? I'm digging the... Uh unexpected halloween theme we've got going here with i'm not outfits. digging it yeah nope. um it's it's a lack of coordination thank god i came back today to break up the orange um yeah Wait, can we talk orange. about halloween later in the show we absolutely can okay. we that's will all I care about. There, we have an update on pd's lawn later on the show i know that's what people are it's here for hopefully update. the man behind the mac saw the picture he's been extremely busy this morning yeah, that's mm-hmm. true that's because the d-backs are a wagon so you know, he had a and we're talking sabers so I mean, what a day for Sean, yeah, Sean's really. huge day. Um, so before we get into the Atlantic Division, the Coyotes do have a preseason game tonight. A lot of questions this morning in our Discord. How do we watch this? Petey found out, sent the information, and guess the first thing I saw in there, Petey? Fubo. Fubo TV. You, you can watch Fubo. the Coyotes' second-to-last preseason game on Fubo TV. That's what's so great about Fubo. They got you covered, like, it's so hard to keep track. What Cox has this, YouTube TV has this. It doesn't matter. Fubo TV has it all. 140 plus live channels of sports shows, movies, and news. You also get a thousand hours of cloud DVR at no extra charge. So you can watch all your favorite college football, NFL, MLB playoffs, and hopefully hockey soon hmm. on Fubo. I wonder if they'll be able to watch the Coyotes soon. We'll, we'll find, find out. out. <laughs> we'll find out. Um, so you can go to www.fubotv.com/phnx to sign up for 15% off. Your your first month of Fubo Pro. Sean last night was hype on the D-backs post-game show. It's kind of hard to come down from that when you get home. Sean, can you confirm or deny if you took OGs when you got home last night? Can confirm. Absolutely. I expect nothing less. OGs, you know, they're there for you and your your highs and your lows. They have Indica, Sativa, Sleep Edition, Happy Balance, Microdose, whatever it is you're looking for and delicious flavors, the fruits and the creams. So check out our friends at OG's Brands for yourself and try one or a few of their many delicious flavors. Check them out across all socials at OG's Brands and online at ogsbrands.com to find them at a local dispensary near you. You must be 21 or older to enjoy responsibly. Okay. Let's dive right into it, and we will welcome in our special guest, Buffalo News Sabres beat writer, Lance Lysowski. Lance, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us. Hey, thank you for having me, guys. Absolute pleasure. How you feeling, buddy? Apparently, uh, it was a long drive. <laughs> yeah, hey, long drive. And we're at that point in training camp and preseason where it just let it end, right? This is people don't, people on the outside who aren't like around hockey a lot, they don't understand that training camp and preseason is probably the worst part of the job, or at least like one of the worst stretches <laughs> of the year. Um, you just want to get, like, you know, working at a newspaper, you have your, pre, your preview section stuff, you've got the daily, you know, stories you got to do in preseason games. Let's face it, they're, they're not great to watch most of the time. So, 10 hours round trip to Columbus. Is that <laughs> yeah, what we're talking about? 10. Yeah, 10. Um, could be worse, right? Uh, that's one of the few places that we actually drive to. So, um, 
hey, this time of year, it's not that bad. You got to do it in January when you're coming from Buffalo. It's a little different. Yeah, that sounds <laughs> sketchy for sure. Uh, well, let's dive right into the Atlantic Division. We'll get um, to the Sabres kind of toward the end. I know Sean has some questions for you as well. Looking forward to this one. Um, but as we mentioned off the top, it's kind of an interesting division this year. Yeah, um, with, transition, right? Yeah, kind of a changing of the guard in a sense. Um, and let's start with the Boston Bruins who, you know, completely blew everybody out of the water last season had the best regular season ever i don't want to say fell like on their face in the playoffs because they went to game seven overtime like they were right there um but big losses this offseason bergeron Krejci. how much of a decline or a plateau can we expect with boston and are they still a playoff team Naturally, there's going to be regression. They're not going to have a historic season again. I, they're going to score fewer goals without Bergeron and Krejci. And if you account all their other moves this offseason, but they do have a coach, Jim Montgomery, who he's going to have them play sort of a different t- style of game. They're going to be a lockdown defensive team. They have the goaltending duo to to stay in you know the upper echelon of the teams in the Eastern Conference. You still got Berger, you still got Marshawn, you got Pasternak. Their decor is really good, and I think they actually have some nice depth on the back end. Ian Mitchell's a really nice fit, played for Montgomery in college. So they're one of those teams, right? We were talking a year ago about them being, well, are they what are they going to be without you know, Marshawn at the beginning of the year? They had other injuries. Well, they proved everybody wrong, and it just seems like that group – the, the culture that they have, still that foundation, that core that's still in place, it's tough to pick against them. It's tough to see them not making the playoffs given all the talent that's still on that roster. How far do they fall, in your opinion? I don't see them finishing first, but they could fall as fourth, as fourth in the division. I mm-hmm. see the five teams getting in, but when you look at Toronto, we'll get to the other teams, but I, I still think that I like what those other – there's another group that I like a little bit more in terms of what their roster is and how they, they probably project out over the course of an 82 game season. And it's tough when, if you have trouble scoring goals, which they might um, without having that center depth, that's a pretty important spot. I mean, I think that people are going to finally see how valuable and how just dynamic Bergeron was. Mm. And, and Krejci was really good last year as well. Yeah. And I, I just can't, I, I don't know how you measure the loss of Bergeron in the room, just how how great a leader he was, how impactful he was. We're going to find out really soon, but let's move on to Leah's hometown team, the Toronto Maple Leafs, <laughs> and I will ask you the eternal question. Will the Maple Leafs ever beat the Coyotes? <laughs> <laughs> I think this year they're going to have a pretty good chance with what they put together. I don't like their goaltending. I think going yeah. with Samsonov is, is a... That is a risk that I would not be willing to take given the core that they have. And of course, you know, Joseph Wall is ready to take that step. Martin Jones is a good number three for an organization. Love what they did up front with Domi and Bertuzzi. They should be a harder team to play against, right? That's a team that tries to outskill the other, you know, the other group on the ice. They don't really work hard a lot of times. And that's when you see them at their worst. I think when you have other guys like that in the lineup, they're going to have they're going to be able to get to their game more consistently and they're going to be able to forecheck a little bit more cuz really if they're not pu- scoring off the rush that team can kind of become one dimensional and on the back end i do have some concerns that's why i don't think they're going to win the division right mm-hmm. i don't think they're going to be this powerhouse that everyone's paying them mm-hmm. to be just simply because i don't like what they have on the back end and, and with the goaltending guys right with yeah. all the offensive teams in this division there's a lot of talent a lot of skill you know even the Again, we'll get to them, but Detroit, Ottawa, like those are teams that if you're not defending well and your goaltending's unreliable, you might have to win a 6-5 game, and that's not always easy. Um, and if injuries hit, I don't like what they have down in the Marlies either. I just The depth is just not something I, I, I see happening, but Matthew Nyes is just going to be an, an incredible player, I think, from day one. You know, their four group's really good. It's just yeah. the back end of the goaltending. I don't understand why we get to every season and we're still – talking about Toronto's goaltending situation <laughs> as a major question mark. Why hasn't this been addressed? You know, it's, we were talking about this for years. It's yeah. every every preseason. It's, well, Toronto and their goalie. Yeah. Like, do they not have enough money? Oh, turns out they have enough money and everybody wants to play there. Why haven't they solved this problem yet? I don't mm-hmm. understand it, Lance. <laughs> I would have liked Freddie Anderson more than Sam Sonov. In the end, I just don't understand what they're doing in that position. But hey, it, it makes it easier if you can de- draft and develop. So Joseph Wall, he needs to be the answer, I think, for that team to take that next step that everybody anticipates them making. All right. 
moving on to our next team, the mm-hmm. Tampa Bay Lightning. Um, I'll let Petey take this one on because you were talking about Tampa so much before our yeah, show Yeah, I think today. what's interesting with Tampa is this is a team that has been in, in the forefront of this division for a very long time. And I think with Vasilevsky going down, I think that if you could, yeah, Kucherov clearly carries the mail, but... Beyond that, Vasilevsky carries this team. He's the best goalie in the National Hockey League, in my estimation. That's huge, huge for this team. They've jumbled up their bottom six and the front end. I think this is the year that you start to see Tampa Bay start to fall. Lance? I agree with you. I don't think their decor is good. They're going to be relying on guys like Zach Bogosian to play heavy minutes in a top four role with Jonas Johansson and Nett. And they're, they're only two other guys that they have under contract right now or Hugo Alpha. <laughs> What Hugo? I have his last name written down. I saw him play for Syracuse last year. Uh, Hugo <laughs> Anafel and Matt Tompkins. Good luck with that. And of course, you have waivers. <laughs> They're going to add other people, but still, to be able to lift up goaltending—that's that. You know, Johan, Jano Shahansen's a good number three, maybe, maybe. But as a starter, good, you l- had good him luck, there, Lance. He stinks. Uh, he was bad. He was bad here. But when he went to Colorado, he's got two shutouts in the preseason. I think he's much better than he showed here. But that's still, he's a number three in the NHL at best. He's not a guy that can really lift up a group that doesn't have that formidable decor that has been really a staple of of Tampa Bay's game. They've been really tough to play against defensively. And I just don't see that still being the case with all they've lost, not only on the back end, but that bottom six, you mentioned it. I mean, they gave up so much for Tanner Janot, and I don't see him being the, the, the type of Yanni Gord player they're probably looking for him to, to become down there. I have one more question on Tampa. What do you make of the Steven Stamkos contract situation? I don't blame them at all, right? Like, I when Tampa was in Buffalo late last season, that group looked so bad that Cooper had to bench not only Stamkos, but Point and Kucherov in the third period. Like that core, of course, Point's not going anywhere. Kucherov's not going anywhere. But where they're they're at in the salary cap, how much they're paying their goalie, there's going to be some tough decisions to make. And I know everyone's, you know, people get nostalgic. People get attached Mm -hmm. to somebody who's been the face of their franchise, who helped them win Stanley Cups. But if I'm the GM, I would also wait to see how this plays out this season because you might have to do something that – is unpopular in your room at the end at the end of the year if this also fails because you can't you got to try to keep that window open as long as possible with the players that they have and in the end it might not make sense to keep Stamkos around you might want to use that money elsewhere yeah I mean he's 33 years old at this point let's yeah yeah he's not the same player yeah we see what happens with players at this age it's it's just a reality. It is. It's a hard reality, but it is a reality. Yeah. Uh, well, we can move on to the other team in Florida, the Panthers, who obviously made it all the way to the Stanley Cup final. I think in a surprise to many because they barely squeaked into the playoffs. Was what we saw with them in the playoffs real? Can they get it done? Or was that kind of like a flash in the pan moment? So I'm curious your thoughts on Florida. Uh, they can. They need Spencer Knight to have to be successful with a heavier workload. We know Bobrovsky can't sustain. He can't play 60 games. He's not that type of goalie despite what they're paying him. They can't try to make him to be that. They need him to be as fresh as possible. And I know they're without Montour and Ekblad at the start of the season, but Bill Zito has quickly developed a reputation as a general manager to be able to find those depth pieces to fill out your roster that – really can help you sustain those type of losses. Like Oliver Ekman Larson, I think he's going to be great down there. They don't need him to be a 28-minute-a-guy player every night. Josh Mahur has been good down there. Gustav Forsling, with what they have up front, the back end, I, I still think this is a playoff team. I think they're a legitimate contender. They just they need to just sort of buy time and tread water until – they get healthy because we know when you go on a deep run like that, you got to pay a price. And, you know, for that group, it's it's some really challenging injuries to start the year. And they just can't find themselves in a big enough hole. I, I do think they got enough talent. I like the Evan Rodriguez sign. He's a perfect replacement yeah. for Anthony Duclair. Yeah. And, th- and that's a team, even without Kachuk, that won the President's Trophy two years ago. So it's the, Florida has sustained this. They just they had a, uh, a, a tough out in the first round two years ago. But this is a very good team. Very talented and, team. Go ahead. And the other thing I want to say about this division specifically, and I think when we go back over the last five to even 10 years, this is one of the strongest divisions in hockey. And I think this year for the first time, and we just talked about the Metro last week, I think the Metro took a, took a step forward. I think the Metro division has a stronger, more competitive 
of group towards the top um, than the Atlantic for the first time in a long time. That's why I think Florida is one of those teams to I look for competing and challenging for that top spot. I just don't see the team that's jumping out at me. I, I used to be, oh, Tampa's going to roll, or even Boston a few years ago is going to roll, and Florida's really good. I, I don't know. It's not that overwhelming powerhouse. Toronto, I like them on paper, but, but to Lance's point... I still doubt their goaltending. They're going to have to outscore everybody they play all the time. So it's. I think the Atlantic, it, it's wide open for me. All right. I, I want to move on to this next team. And I, I recognize I'm asking this question <laughs> of a guy who covers a team in the shadow of the Toronto media market. So maybe you don't have a clear picture of this. But the <laughs> Ottawa Senators, to me, I feel like they're the most overhyped team in the NHL. I wonder if you agree. I am not fully on board with the Ottawa Senators yet, even as a playoff team. I absolutely agree with you. Pierre Dorian mismanaged that salary cap to the point <laughs> they can't even afford to pay Shane Pinto. Yes. Uh, they they lost patience a few years ago. I'm sure that's because Pierre Dorian was clinging to his job and hoping that he could buy time and and have that, that roster in place to be a contender when that sale eventually went through. But the fact of the matter is they've failed in development you see over the last week, they put some pretty high draft picks on waivers, which <laughs> is a declaration that, well, we failed in a lot of areas. And now they can't pay Pinto. They just paid Junis Carposalo on a five-year deal when two years ago he was the worst goalie in the league. Yeah, uh, Don't understand that one either. After they tried the Matt Murray experiment and that oh. failed miserably, they don't have enough on the back end, right? I love Jake Sanderson. You know, Thomas Shabbat's great. They got other some nice pieces. Of course, up front, there's a lot of talent in that top six, but – you, you need more than that nowadays. And I think with what the, what the GM has done, I don't think they're going to be strong enough top to bottom. You know, just because you can bring Claude Giroux to Ottawa doesn't mean you do it. Like <laughs> Amen. the strategy with building this team, and it reminds me of another team in this division we're going to get to, it's flawed and short-sighted. And I, we've seen throughout <laughs> the years, quick fixes are not the way to go about this. You know, you need stability in your American American Hockey League team. Ottawa hasn't had that. They've had some coaching changes. They've had some instability. Finally, like you got to pay the price for that. And that's going to happen. I think it's going to play out this year again where they're not going to have enough depth. Well, let's go to one of those teams that were a huge question mark. Still, let's go to the Motor City and the Yeiser plan. Yeiser plan C. What do you expect from the Detroit Red Wings this season? They'll score more goals, but I still think it's a team that doesn't play with nearly enough structure to, to be a true contender. You know, Vili Husso, they paid him an, a, another big ticket goaltender, and he didn't look very good last year. Part of it's the team in front of him. They tried to address that with their offseason moves, but this is another another organization that seems to have lost patience through their rebuild, bringing yeah. in higher-priced veterans like Ben Sherratt, where you should really be bringing along some someone like Simon Edmondson to grow into that role, um, which, of course, there will be some challenging nights. There will be frustration, but he's going to be better for it in the end. Instead, they're just giving those minutes to these guys who, to be honest with you, have had trouble staying healthy. They're flawed players. This is a, a team that a year and a half ago, I thought, wow, this, they're going to be ready soon. Now, you know, David Perron, great player. Don't think he fits to bring it. Like, you know, all you need to do is go buy a Camry. You don't need to buy a Ferrari. Like, it doesn't make any <laughs> sense with what they're doing. I don't think there's really any co – and, and it's the one – it's one of those cases where a GM is getting given way too much grace and patience because of a reputation of something yeah. he's accomplished elsewhere or who he is, when the fact is I don't think he – it's similar to Pierre Dorian. I don't know what the plan is there. I really don't because I thought it was draft, develop, bring young guys up, surround them with the right veterans – now, I think that they're just blocking prospects and, and really sort of this is a neutral. I don't think it's going to move forward the way that people anticipate. Yeah, and no, it's surprising. Coyote, great defenseman Shane Gostisbehere mm -hmm. is now a Detroit Red Wing, which puts me back to when Shane Gostisbehere was a Coyote. That kind of is what this reminds me of. Like, it, we're not we're just plug and playing. We're not. What's the plan? Are we rebuilding? Are we got going with the young guy? I, I don't know. At least when you look at the Coyotes roster, you go. I see the plan. Like, yeah. you get it. You get the plan. It's Logan Cooley. It's Keller. We'll throw in Zucker. But but I don't think Detroit, I don't know if there is a plan. The Iser plan may not be a plan. Hmm. 
Interesting. Interesting. Uh, well, let's let's move on to the last team before we get to the Sabres. And it's the Montreal Canadiens who, after going to the Stanley Cup final, have kind of been a bottom team in the league the last couple years. Is this franchise moving in the right direction or any direction? <laughs> I think it. I think this is a team that actually does have a plan. It's just a really brutal plan. While it's in the works, they've you know Yuri. A lot of this is going to hinge on the development of Yuri Slavkovsky. Mm-hmm. They need him to be a player. You don't take a guy number one overall and have him and have him be a bust. That sets your rebuild back a few years. And not only do they've got Suzuki, Caulfield. I like some of their prospects on the back end. There's still an organization that's searching for a starting goalie or at least a future starting goalie. I'm not sure what their plan is in net long term or well, really in the short term. Who knows what they're going to be? It's going to be another ugly year there. But I at least see I see a, a core, whether it's part, part, partly already in the NHL or it's in Laval. They've got good pieces. It's just are the, is the GM and the are the GM and the coach going to be given enough time to see it through? That's a market that doesn't have a whole lot of patience for a long rebuild. Yeah, and and as you mentioned, if Slav ends up being a bust, that's that's a a bad mark against that GM and the scouting staff. And we obviously we've we've talked about Logan Cooley a lot on this show, and Chris Peters was telling us all along he's the best player in this draft. And we'll, we'll see how that goes. Obviously, Logan Cooley hasn't played a single NHL game, so it doesn't matter what he did in the preseason. But there are there's certainly some question marks around Slav right now. And using a number one pick on a winger when there there were, yes. that's I mean that was the most dynamic center in the draft, Logan Cooley. And you knew you had a need there, although you had Suzuki, you need more than one center. I guess that they didn't get that memo. I like Slavkovsky, by the way, but at number one overall, with what was at stake, you had to wonder: Has this guy already peaked? And you know what? Maybe it was a bad idea to rush him to the NHL because obviously the physicality is a big, big increase from from what he was used to in Europe. All right, let's move to the team that you cover. I'm not sure if Sean has some theme music planned for the <laughs> yeah, intro of the Sabres. Future Stanley Cup champions? Yeah, we're going to move to the Buffalo Sabres <laughs> now. And the obvious question off the top, and then we'll get into the details, is is this the year the Sabres finally end the NHL's longest playoff drought, which I believe is 12 seasons now? Yes, 12 seasons. And yes, I do think that this is the year. And I'm not just saying that based on what we saw from this group last year in terms of the high end talent, Tage Thompson, you know, Dylan Cousins, Alex Tuck, Rasmus Dahlin. But it's also they find they have depth. Last year, they had four only four defensemen they could really trust in key situations. You had to overuse those guys. It led to injury. I think that that goaltending will what last year was Eric Comrie and Uko Pekalukin, and for the most part, would have been much better had they actually been able to defend in front of those two. They got Connor Clifton and Eric Johnson in free agency. Not only that, they got Ryan Johnson, first-round pick in 2019, who's going to help them in the NHL this year. This this decor goes seven, eight deep, realistically. The one key, the one factor that I am going to pay attention to, aside from the goaltending, is are they going to have enough forward depth up front that can you know, they third in the league in goals last year, but they're going to be without Jack Quinn, not only until possibly late December, but he's coming off an Achilles injury. This is a guy they were counting on to be a 20 goal scorer this year. And that's why we're still hearing the Patrick Kane rumors, right? If if the rehab for, for Jack Quinn doesn't go as planned, will they go ahead and try to use their cap space to bring in a forward like Kane? And they need more from guys like Jordan Greenway and Victor Olofsson. Olofsson can't be a complete zero at five on five like he was for stretches last season. He's capable of more than that. And to be able to to make it out of this division, you know, although the, the heavyweights have been dinged by retirements and losses, it's still very deep. It's very competitive where if you're – you know, if, if you're banged up on the back end, you don't have enough depth, you're going to give up five or six goals against a team like Detroit or Ottawa because they've got the firepower up front to do that. We want to ask about Devin Levi because he's obviously an exciting, you know, new young goalie. We've talked about him when we talk about the Calder and all that stuff. What's a reasonable expectation for Devin Levi this season? I think a realistic expectation, given the workload, the team that they've surrounded him with, is to be a a Calder Trophy candidate, to be a starting goalie who can get you into the playoffs. The key for them, I think they don't need great goaltending with what they have on this roster. They need good goaltending, which they haven't had enough of the last nine years since Ryan Miller left. He is capable of giving them good goaltending. He has all the intangibles, the talent. 
I know that we haven't seen anyone do this before, at least for not 40 years, a goalie go from NCAA to NHL without spending time in the minors. It's a big question mark, but his play the last couple of weeks of last season, everything he's shown ever since, the pedigree in college, it has given this organization confidence. They just can't overuse him, guys. That yeah. Right now they have three goalies on the roster. Lukanen and Comrie, are, they're probably going to start with three because I don't see them wanting to give one of those guys up for nothing with just the way that goalie waivers work at the end of training camp. But they can't they can't lean on Levi to play 50, 60 games. That, that would be the fear. The college schedule isn't the NHL. He's yeah. going to endure some ups and downs and fatigue is going to happen. It happens to every rookie in the league. It's just a matter of how, to, how does the coaching staff, how does management really manage that? Because to be honest with you, I'm not a fan with the way they've handled the, you know, we knew Levi was going to be in the NHL. They knew that the Sabres playing on it. We saw it through the way they use Levi late last season, but to not go out and get an established number two when you clearly don't have a whole lot of confidence in your two and three right now, it's a little head scratching. And that, again, like if, if they don't make the playoffs, I think that's what's going to be the reason. They can't okay. lean on Devin Levi to do it all. See, this is for me when, when you look at goaltending. And I, I, I the, the college comparison is a fantastic one because Levi, the pedigree is there. I just hate to see this team put everything on his shoulders yeah. out of the gate. And Uka Pekalukunen was fantastic at points of the season last year. And we had Eric Comrie here. He, he's a great number three, like really, really good number three. I think he's a great teammate, great guy in the locker room. He's always happy to smile. That's true. What you want to see, I think, from a Buffalo Sabres perspective with Devin Levi, you want to see what um, you know Vegas or Minnesota did with Marc-Andre Fleury. You need somebody of that stature that's on their way out, a little bit older, but you can just throw him in there. Oh, he's going to be okay. And if he has to play five in a row because Levi's struggling a little bit, he can. Or if he sits on the bench for five in a row, I think that's fine too. So I am surprised they didn't find that guy. And I, I, I it's not fair because I don't know who that guy is. You know, I, I didn't go through the, the waiver wire with a fine-tooth comb. But this, it's going to have to be, I, I agree 100% with Lance, this has to be a three-headed monster right now. I think if you say our future's on Devin Levi right now, yeah. man, that's a lot of pressure for a kid that hasn't hasn't uh, hasn't been able to prove himself in the National Hockey League yet. So I, I hope that they are able to, to find their way through this because I really, Sean's going to like this, I really like this Buffalo Sabre team. Like, I like them a lot. Well, let's stay with that. Let's say, let's say as we, I think we're all in agreement here that the Buffalo Sabres do make the postseason this year. If they're looking to add at the trade deadline, what do you think are the pieces that they might need to add? You just mentioned a goaltender. I wonder about the right side of their defense as well. Still, you say they have depth. I still wonder about the right side of their defense, but you're the guy that covers this team. What do you see as the potential moves if they are making them at the deadline? You you hit on two of them there. If if Lucan and it's tough to acquire goalie midseason though, and a lot of times they they come in and they struggle. It's tough to get a guy. That's that's why it's a, a problem that should have been addressed in the summer if they didn't believe in Lucan. And they need one of those guys to take the job, whether it be Comrie or Lucan. And right side of D is going to be a need, I think, regardless, because even though if if Connor Clifton becomes a top four guy and and it works out the way that they anticipate, he could play with Darlene or Power. I still don't think you can count on Eric Johnson for an 82-game season. You need you need more on the right side. He's 35 years old. He's played a lot of hockey over the years. They need to bring in somebody else because they, they're deep on the left side, even going down to Rochester. Ryan Johnson, is. I'll bring him up again. Riley Stillman. They still got Jacob Bryson in there. But the right side is thin. I will give you – absolutely agree with you there. And, and another depth forward. I think – Right now, they're counting on J.J. Paterka, Jordan Greenway, Victor Olsen, and there's a question mark with each of those guys for different reasons. Olsen, five on five. Greenway's coming off a brutal year where he was injured. And Paterka, he, he's only 20 years old, right? Like, you, you just don't know how he's going to handle the sophomore season. So a winger is what I would add to it because they're deep down the middle now that they're going to put Casey Middlestad back there. So they're they're going to have Tage Thompson, Dylan Cousins, Casey Middlestad, Peyton Krebs, and Tyson Joe. So that's pretty good depth down the middle. Let's stay with the defensive core for a moment. You just mentioned the left side being set. I mean, crazy set, maybe for the next decade with those two guys at the top. After this, by the way, Sean DePaz is going to take over the interview, but I want to ask good about God. what it's like to have just – Two guys like that anchoring the left side of your blue line. Yeah, I mean, they're from a coaching standpoint. I mean, it makes Don Granato's job a heck of a lot easier. He put Darlene and Power out together for offensive zone shifts, and it, I mean, their numbers were ridiculous when they were used in those situations. Mm -hmm. The way that they and 
it gives you depth. Like you, you can't just rely on one D pair. You need to, you need to go six deep. So not only do they have Darlene and Power, who are just going to continue to get better. I mean, Darlene is still only twenty three. Owen Power is only twenty years old. You know, a defenseman in those situations, number one picks, you're not seeing them hit their peak for for several year, more years when it comes to power. So. And then you got Matias Samuelson, but their power play should be among the best in the league. When you got Darlene and Power running a unit apiece, they just need to take that next step defensively. Darlene has, and now it's it's on Owen Power because he's out there for every situation. And if you look at the analytics, you know Owen Power, it doesn't look as it doesn't properly illustrate how good he was as a rookie because Don Granado didn't didn't shelter him. He put him out there against the top players, and that's the only way you're going to learn. All right, we're going to check out and let Sean take yeah. over here. It's time. Sean, it's time. Sean is a Buffalo native, huge Sabres fan, and I know he cares a lot about this of next course. player. <laughs> this next player. Sean, how are you? Oh, he doesn't have the rundown. So I'll throw it out there. So Tage Thompson, who, by the way, if you didn't know, is from Arizona. <laughs> Just throw, throw that out there. Tage against the machine. Elite. Like, he, he is one of – I'd pay – I, I'm, I'm not going to pay, so don't get that idea, Coyotes. I, I, had, I would pay to watch him play. He is a phenomenal hockey player. Unfortunately for fans in the desert, he's locked up until 2930. Mm-hmm. 2930, Craig. It's okay. He can come with Austin Matthews. Yeah, he's got to come with Matthews in a trade. St. Louis Blues and our current yeah, general manager right. of the Arizona Coyotes, Bill Armstrong. Got them. Right. What is the ceiling on Tage Thompson? It's even higher. I, he could have had 55, 60 goals last year if he didn't deal Good with some nagging injuries throughout. He is... Yeah, like even 47 goals, 94 points, he's still scratching the surface with how good he could be. There were so many opportunities last year. He's still grow like he's still growing into that that role of his top line center. He's going to win more faceoffs with more experience. He's going to be more durable now that he understands what it's going to what it's like the grind of an 82 game season with the type of, you know, minutes he's playing, the type of responsibility he's carrying on his shoulders. Yes, I think that he could be one of the top players in the league. He's certainly already one of the most exciting, but um, yeah, there's still more, more to come. I believe it's just a matter of how many opportunities does he get playing next to Alex Tuck and Jeff Skinner? Cause right now the Sabres are trying to create scoring depth and those three haven't skated together throughout camp. It's been Zach Benson where Alex Tuck typically is. Mm. All right. Now we're handing the, the reins to Sean. Um, I was going to take this somewhere that y'all probably didn't expect. Um, Yuri Coolidge, like, do you think is he going to be able to break through this year and be like an actual NHL player? Obviously, he was one of the best players in the AHL last year. Um, could he be like an everyday player at some point this year? I, I've, it's hard to envision. It's difficult to envision him t- making that kind of breakthrough because his game, for as much as he accomplished at on the power play in certain five on five situations in Rochester, Sean. He's extremely raw, and you see it when it, with his play away from the puck throughout this training camp. Like he knew that there was an opportunity to earn a roster spot, and a lot, put a lot of pressure on himself. He's come a long way in twelve years' time. Like he's going to be a, a good NHL player, a good top six winger that will be a perfect replacement for for Victor Olsson. But I think it would be ideal for the Sabers and the entire organization, um, the NHL team success this year that Coolidge get as much experience as possible in Rochester. He's just still so raw, right? Like he made the jump at 18 years old and as successful as he was, it would be good for him to do it for an entire year and, and become more of a two-way player. Lance, one thing just lastly, and I, and I know we're on the Buffalo hype train. One is because of Sean, um, but this is a team that, it, that we all agree is on the way up. What's realistic for this team in their finish in the Atlantic division? On it. I mean, if, Top third, I, three, four, five. I don't see them finishing one, two based on the other teams in the division. What they have in goal, in goal. Some of the questions I have just about the, the group right now. Three, four, five. I still, I think, again, I, I think they're making the playoffs. It's just I don't see them being one, two quite yet. Give them a year, you know, a couple of years to where they're going to be competing for that kind of a spot. All right. Well, Lance, thank you so much. Sean, do you have anything else? I don't want to. You want to ask what? Chippewa? Is there any change? No. The only other question. Oh, yeah. Where are your favorite wings? That's a very (laughs) good question. Yeah, that is important. Uh, Barbell. For mm. sure. I'm a, I'm a Gabriel's Gate kind of guy. Um, <laughs> I like but, I love Gabe's Gate. I love Gabe's Gate. But um, my only other question was because he's been involved in signing. You obviously talked about him a little bit. Victor Olofsson. Do you think he 
gets traded at any point, do you think he finishes this season as a Buffalo Sabre? Right now, yes. I don't see how they would replace him. They're trying to win, and every decision they're they're making at this point is with that objective in mind. Who's going to replace him? He scored 28 goals last year with Jack Quinn currently not healthy. Unless they bring in somebody like Patrick Kane, and Patrick Kane's going to have to be a heck of a lot better than he was last year for <laughs> them to feel comfortable getting rid of Victor Olofsson, yeah. I don't see it happening. You know, because they could put... You know, hypothetically, they could fill Victor Olsen's role in the power play, but they need as much depth scoring as they can get. I just I have a hard time seeing them part with a, a player who can help them win hockey games in a year where they got to make the playoffs, guys. I just, you know, you can't keep asking for patience from the fan base. And it was already a tough ask last year when they missed. I think a lot of people, well, I know a lot of fans here were upset they didn't do more at the deadline to push that group over the top. Well, Lance, we can't thank you enough for your insight. Um, I'm sure we'll check back in with you when the Coyotes play the Sabres at some point this season and uh, have a have a great year. Hopefully no more five-hour car rides to Columbus. <laughs> yeah, we're thinking of sending... Craig's going on that first road trip out east for the Coyotes. We were thinking of putting him in a car to New York City. What do you think? <laughs> you could leave now. You might make it. You get a lot of content along the way. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Seriously. And also Thanks, save a couch. Guys. Save a couch for 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 Sean and his next time through the big Jeez. city. Of I have a, my entire, entire family. family. Oh, that's right, his family. <laughs> <But I'll, laughs> I'll pass with you instead. Lance, you're my hook. family can look it over. Lance, thank you so much. Thank Thanks, you, really Lance. appreciate it. Thanks, guys. Talk soon. Appreciate it. Awesome. All right. Well, I feel like. We got a thorough, uh, a thorough preview of the Sabres, of the Atlantic. We'll give all of our predictions here in a moment. But I was just um, browsing FOCO for Buffalo Sabres gear. So it's funny how like regional because they have like insulated gloves, like Buffalo Sabres gloves that you would wear like in the winter. (laughs) I don't think they would sell Coyotes gloves like that um they also have board shorts a clock like they have a lot of cool stuff for the sabers so there you go sean there's my little tidbit for you but Boko, of course has a ton of arizona sports gear you can uh, rep the d-backs who are on a playoff run right now asu u of a check it out Foco, they have a ton of apparel, accessories, toys, collectibles, novelty items, and more. So you can get the best gear around by visiting foco.com and using code PHNX. And for all non presale items, use the promo code PHNX for 10% off. One thing about Buffalo is it's not really that sunny, um, but yeah. sunny here all the time in Arizona. It's sunny there right now. It's, it's beautiful in Buffalo okay, right now. I'm not in the winter time. But it's not the winter right now. Okay. <laughs> For some respect. <laughs> well, then get your then Buffalo people listening, get your shady rays before uh, it gets cloudy every day in the winter. <laughs> There you go. Um, it's sunny here almost all the time. Just oh, saying. Um, <laughs> Shady Rays, they have great sunglasses, great styles, great colors. Go on their website. Browse the Shady Rays. Great stuff. And exclusively for our listeners, they're giving out the best deal of the season. You can go to ShadyRays.com and use code PHNX for 50% off two or more pairs of polarized sunglasses. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people. Fun fact, did you know that last year, Jeff Skinner finished with a, a positive plus minus for the first time since his rookie year? That's insane. Wow. The only time. He, he had finished exactly even once. Other, other than that, he was negative every single time. He He's like a minus 153 he in his career. He has a reputation as a one-dimensional one player. But yeah. He can put the puck in the net. But now he's got Tage and Tuck on his line. Yeah. So. There you go. And he is great um, great content. Great locker content. room content. Yeah. And, a, yeah. and a Swifty. Is he? Well, there's just a picture, a picture of him with him in a jersey. And Swifty giving yeah. Swift a jersey. Oh, too. that's really funny. Leah and I won't hold that against him. <laughs> All right. It's prediction time. Um, the, again, this one's interesting. It's kind of a changing of the guard situation. Mm-hmm. A it's lot. A tough division, yeah. It, it's it's tough to think how this one's going to f- figure out. I don't want to go first if someone else wants to I think volunteer. Sean should go first because. <laughs> just because. Buffalo Sabres yeah. podcast All right. basically. Today. Uh, who's keeping track of this? Oh, we have it on air. It's, so it's you know, can, recorded. Oh, we don't write it down on pen and paper we will anymore? eventually. <laughs> you can write it down. No, I did the last one. Okay. I'll, I'll be keeping track. Okay. All um, right. Okay. You might be surprised by where this is going. I am not going to put the Buffalo Sabres first overall. <laughs> I do think Shocked. when it's all said and done, the, the Toronto Maple Leafs are going to win this division. Um, so I'm going Toronto 1. And then the Buffalo Sabres too. I think after that, <laughs> there it is. There's, it's so like wide open. I I think that Devin Levi is going to be that guy 
I just think I just think they're going to be a good team, and I, I think the the Bruins are getting worse, the Tam- Tampa's getting worse. Like everyone's moving in the opposite direction of the Buffalo Sabers. Um, so I think the Sabers take the jump. They finish too. Mm. Um, and then, or uh, uh, mm. mm. yeah, I don't know. I'm gonna keep. You, you got to stick by your Florida guys. three. Okay. Um, I, I lied about everyone moving in the opposite direction. Florida's also pretty good. Um, four to three. <sighs> yeah. It's really hard. This is where, like, it's Tampa and Boston here. I I just can't do that. Mm, I'll go Tampa three. I just... You mean four. Four, but four. Yes, okay. four. Yeah, uh, just because, like, the, I don't know. The Tampa just does always here. Like, they, I don't know. I just can't. I can't bet that. I can't count against them. They've, they just are always good. Um, and then Boston four. I mean, they weren't supposed to be good last year. They're five. worse. Five. Jeez. I can't <laughs> count. Uh, they weren't supposed to be good last year. They're worse this year. Uh, so I think they finished five. And who I have left? Senators. Yeah, Detroit, Ottawa, and Montreal. Um, I'll go the Senators then at, at six, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And then I'll go Montreal and then Detroit at eight. Wow. Dropping, dropping those Red Wings. All right. You want me to go next? Yeah. You go right. next. I'm writing out. My I list. also have the Toronto oh, Maple Leafs winning this no, division. In spite list. of major questions and goal, I have the Toronto Maple Leafs winning this division. I have the Florida Panthers finishing second in this division. Going to give Sean DePaz's Buffalo Sabres some love, though, and climb them all the way to third place in this division because I have serious questions about what's happening in Tampa and Boston. Tampa not having Vasilevsky for two months is enormous. Uh, it's going to impact them out of the gate. I already think this team's in decline, but I still think they're going to be in fourth place because there's enough there. I, you know, I know a lot of people are like, oh, Boston still got a lot of good firepower. They just lost Patrice Bergeron, who admittedly is basically my NHL man crush. He's so important in so many ways to this team. And then you take David Craigie out as well. I have the Boston Bruins falling all the way to fifth place in this division. Then I'll go Ottawa, Detroit, and the Montreal Canadiens in last place. All right. Um, ours were kind of similar, but do you want to go, Petey? Or do I think I, basically, I want to say it's the same, but it's not. I have Toronto again winning the division, and I think it's a much weaker division than it was even a year ago. Florida in second. I like this Florida team. Mm-hmm. I, it's a team that was in the Stanley Cup Finals. I mean, it's a good team if they can stay and healthy. And the President's Trophy the year before uh, without yeah. Kachuk. So, so this isn't a fluke. I think this no. is a team that, that they've got some injuries they're going to have to get through early in the year, but sort of a lot of teams. Buffalo, I have in third. I love the Buffalo Sabres. I, I, and I think the community's going to back them, the le- people in the league you're going to back them. I think it's going to be a fun team to watch. Look for them right out of the gate. I love the Buffalo Sabres. Boston next. Tampa Bay next. And then my final three are Detroit, Ottawa, Montreal. I think they stink. Okay, well, (laughs) mine are like we're almost the same. I just have one small difference. So I also have Toronto. I was almost thinking of flipping Florida to the top just to be different, but I just can't. Um, So I have Toronto one, Florida two. I also have Buffalo three, same. Um, I have Boston four. I just think, I think they're going to regress, but I think they're still going to be a playoff team. Um, Tampa, I have five. I know it's crazy. And I, I feel the same as Sean in the sense that I, it's so hard for me to bet, bet against the lightning because they've just done it year after year. But I think the Vasilevsky thing, is a question mark the Stamco situation how much is that affecting the locker room and just are they at a point now where they're tired they lost you know Pat Maroon they've lost a lot of those core locker room pieces um I have Ottawa six Detroit seven Montreal eight did I say that I was putting Detroit above Montreal you did no, or, or I no, said I was putting Montreal above Detroit yeah that was a mistake okay do you want to yeah. do you want to switch yeah did, okay Montreal, Montreal last. last. Detroit okay. above. Got them. it. Yeah. Um, Sterling in the chat has Toronto, Florida, Buffalo, Boston, Tampa, Ottawa, Detroit, Montreal. Exactly what I just said. Um, keep dropping your predictions in the chat. Can I say something? Yes. Lance touched on it a little bit here. I want people to put this into existence. Let's talk this into existence. I want to see Patrick Kane wearing the goat head slug. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Uniform. I do Just too. To go home Dude, I don't care if, if even if it hurts the team. I don't think it will. And it's it. I, I said it hurt the New York Rangers. Rangers. It doesn't hurt the Buffalo Sabres. <laughs> I think this is a good pickup for Buffalo. I like him on that roster. I yeah. like him in that room because guess what? He's not the guy. You, you know who's the guy? Tate Thompson's the guy. You know what? He's going to be super motivated too yes. after all the questioning. I mean, this is a guy who is one of the elite players in NHL history. And I know he's had some issues with the hip, et cetera, and 
clearly did not look very good last season, but he's motivated big time. I agree. And step into that building to, to finish his career with his hometown team. Really, really cool and, story. And again, he doesn't have to be the guy. Nope. He's just an, an added piece that just has to help help things along. And he's still, hey, he's still a highly skilled, dynamic player. Can't defend, but guess what? This team, we just talked about their defense. This team can defend. Their yep. goaltender is a question mark, but I like Patrick Kane with the Buffalo Sabres. I want to see it. Me too. So let's talk it into existence. A um, couple other predictions. Steven said... Toronto, Florida, Buffalo, Tampa, Boston, Detroit, Ottawa, Montreal. Joel said Toronto, Florida, Buffalo, Boston, Tampa, Ottawa, Detroit, Montreal. <laughs> Charles said Toronto, Florida, Buffalo, Tampa, Boston, Detroit, Ottawa, Montreal. I'm sensing a pattern here. It's a lot of faith in the Canadians. Um, so. br- what? Ogie going a little crazy. Okay. Ogie, What's Toronto, Ogie Florida, Ottawa, Buffalo, Boston, Tampa, <laughs> Detroit, Montreal. Brian said Buffalo versus Tampa Bay, April 15th, winners in, loser playing golf. Can I just say that if Ottawa finishes in front of the Buffalo Sabres this year, I'm never watching NHL hockey again. Yeah, I'll cry to myself to sleep every night. I really think I, like, they're one I would of the most overrated teams in the league. I would I would I would rather Buffalo finish seventh if it meant Ottawa finishing eighth than <laughs> Ottawa finishing <laughs> third in front of Buffalo. Ottawa's my least favorite team in hockey. Well, Jacob Chikrin, uh All Tech Z coming in with some some look at that, he's scooping. What Biggest said, rumor I've heard is Kane to Detroit. To play with Debrinkat again. I mean, honestly, with what Detroit's doing, who the hell knows? It wouldn't make any sense for Detroit, but, but, do, but, but that, that's what right. has happened with Detroit. And I say what Columbus, too, because they're another team that does whatever they uh, Who knows? <laughs> yeah. Bill, Bill clearly does whatever the hell they want in Columbus. Whoa. Oh, yeah. Bill says get back into that. Toronto, Florida, Buffalo, Boston, Tampa, Ottawa, Detroit, Montreal, I feel like. We're all kind of on the same page. Um, and guess what? So is the BetMGM Sportsbook. Yes. And this is their odds for the Atlantic Division. Maple Leafs have the best odds to win the division, plus 200. They have Boston, plus 350, followed by Florida. No Bergie respect. No Bergie respect. No. Florida, no. plus 475. Tampa, plus 500. Buffalo, plus 900. Want to throw like a free bet on that? Why not? Yeah. Um, yeah. To make the playoffs? No, just no, to, win the, to win the division. They're, oh, they're, I don't mind that. Fifth, huh? Can yeah. you imagine Buffalo winning? I can see it. Ottawa cool. plus eleven hundred, Red Wings plus two thousand, and Canadians plus eight thousand. Um, and by the way, get on, your money. In. Also on BetMGM, you can bet you can bet the winning division to win the conference, like what the yes. team's going to be from okay. the Atlantic or the Metro to win the East. Yeah. And the Atlantic is minus one forty. And the Metropolitan is plus 110. So. I like the Metropolitan at plus 110. Okay. So I'm going to go hit that right after the show. Yeah, there's a ton of futures right now on BetMGM. And make sure you get these in now before and the it, season when, starts. They don't have all the, the, the trophy stuff up yet. But when they do, they if have, Buffalo Sabres are first or second, Levi's going to be called, win the Calder. Yeah, there's not. they don't have Calder odds right now. Suck but that, you can do Hart. You can do Rocket Richard and Norris right now on BetMGM. So tons of great stuff over there to bet. Check it out right now. Um, and if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use the bonus code PHNX. I can't wait. Weenie Bets are back next week, the, yes. the day before um, we do the day before the first game of the season. I, I'll, I'll Monday? Be no, Thursday. The Coyotes' first game, not the first game. The Coyotes' first game. Let's do Weenie Bets on Tuesday's show. Oh, for like the opening night? Yeah. Yeah, for sure. Okay. So if you want to tail me on these, sign up for BetMGM, use the bonus code PHNX. You can place your first BetMGM Sportsbook wager through the BetMGM Sportsbook mobile application of at least $10, and you'll receive $200 instantly in additional winnings regardless of your wager's outcome. You can check out the show notes for full details. And now listen to Shane talk about the disclaimer. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Colorado, D.C., Illinois, Indiana, Kansas, Louisiana, Maryland, Mississippi, New Jersey, Nevada, Ohio, Pennsylvania, Tennessee, Virginia, West Virginia, Wyoming. Call 877-8-HOPE-N-Y or text HOPE-N-Y 467-369-NEW YORK. Call 1-800-327-5050, Massachusetts. 21 plus to wager. Please gamble responsibly. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP, Arizona. 1-800-BETS-OFF, Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help, Michigan. 1-800-981-0023, Puerto Rico, in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., New York, or Ontario. One of the most exciting things happening in the office today is that the Circle K snack mm-hmm. cart is getting a restock. The anticipation, we can't like we simply cannot wait to see. Can you show yourself actually, Sean, for one second? Sean literally saw this the other day and like bought it because it says Circle K. Because I mean it's also a, a sick jersey. The rising, rising pride, 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 we love. It's um, awesome. Yeah. I had to. I was just looking forward to baked goods. Oh my God. That's yeah. what I 
Yes. We need the donuts on the car. One of the many great things about going to Circle K, stopping in for all of the great Circle K branded snacks, but also because of their new Inner Circle program, which is a free membership program that saves you 25 cents per gallon on your first five Phillips. I don't know about you, but gas prices, every time I look, it seems like it's going up. It's a great time to get 25 cents off per gallon. So you can join the Inner Circle for free by downloading the Circle K app today. Terms and conditions apply at participating locations. Visit CircleK.com for details details. I know everybody has been waiting for this and it's the update on PD's front lawn. Yeah, <laughs> because we, we, we are again, I, I, all winners, when you win, it's easier to win. But this, we've won the HOA Halloween contest two years in a row. The third year, uh, does it become a dynasty at three? Yes, I, I'm not I sure. I think say. three is a dynasty. What was the uh, rate that you got on the loan? You took out to buy all that stuff? Oh, my God. And here's this again. It's truth because that's all we talk here is truth. The prize for winning our HOA Halloween contest is $100. (laughs) Buddy, do you you look at any of this and tell me we didn't spend more than $100? (laughs) Jeez Louise. So So here's the new edition. We're trying to say we went pop culture this year. And if you have to zoom in, this is Swellsy. (laughs) <laughs> or trailer. This is um, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey. And I know you can't see Travis Kelsey's mustache, but it is super creepy up close. Like it is creepy. I tell you what, wait till this nighttime. We have some, there's an incredible light show on oh um, Taylor Swift. There's going to be some really cool lights. So anyway, the next step amazing. of the evolution. Of, it's amazing. Yes. And that's what I was doing this morning at, I was doing this at 6 a.m. <laughs> It's great. I hope you win. I'll be pulling for you. That's awesome. Thank you. I love your yard. I appreciate Um, it. All right. We'll close out on hockey, though, because the Coyotes do play play their second to last preseason game. And thank you. Thank God. Lance said it. They used to play 10 and 12, though. I know. This has been the longest preseason that I could ever remember. Um, But, Petey, you dropped some nuggets in our Discord this morning uh, that I found really interesting. So if you can share it with the... Audience. This is one of the things you want to look for, something going into a game tonight. And I know Leah said it's on Fubo TV tonight, so you do get a chance to catch it. There's a couple things to look for for tonight. Again, wins and losses aren't important. Um, system play should be getting better. They should be getting better. They've played enough now and practiced enough. They should, but a couple things to look for. Um, I've been here sitting on the show saying Gunther is a guy that potentially could go down to Tucson. Um, we were at practice yesterday. Um, Dylan Gunther was again on the right side with Logan Cooley. And if you're doing that three days before your last game, Dylan Gunther's making this team. Yeah, and and uh, again, like they're going to give him a look, right? Yeah. They're definitely going to give Dylan Gunther a good look. He's got to show something, though. We've talked about this. Yeah, that chemistry. So tonight, I want to see the chemistry between Cooley and Gunther improve because I haven't seen it yet. Cooley had the dynamic goal. Looked great. Um, That line needs to... They don't... They haven't played together like two of the four lines have played together for almost a complete season last year. Right. So they, it's, it's okay they don't have the chemistry up. They really want Gunther and Cooley to have that young, exciting, offensive chemistry. So look for that tonight. And if they don't get it after, I don't know, X amount of games, no, the Coyotes are not opposed to sending Dylan Gunther to Tucson. Because he's not if, a fourth-line player, Craig. No, we can't. You can't put him in that So situation. if this doesn't fit and they'll give it, I mean, that could be 10 unless, games. Unless you're giving him minutes, you know, on the second power play like we yeah. talked about. You, you, I guess you can find ways to manage those minutes. But, yeah, I, again, we just didn't see enough from him in preseason. It, it's just preseason. It's just a handful of games. So there's time. <laughs> They're going to give him a good chance because, as Andre said, he does a lot of good things away from the puck. So, you know, he's at least going to be a responsible player. One of the other things to look at, and I talked to goaltending coach Corey Schwab yesterday. He talked about his goaltending. He thinks they have a great tandem. He said they've been really happy with the way Ingram has looked in the games he's played early. Traditionally, when you they haven't announced the roster for tonight yet. At least I haven't seen it. Um, whoever starts the game two games out is usually the guy that's backing up. And the guy that usually starts the last game, which will be down in Tucson on Saturday, is the guy that you're preparing to start game one. Coyotes don't always follow um, common <laughs> thinking and, and common wisdom here. So I wouldn't read too much into it. Um, but I, I want to see who starts in goal tonight. And I want to see if it is Ingram. Can he play three? That would be three solid games in, in training camp. And he may actually get the nod in opening night. Crazy. And the last one, two more things. One, uh, th- there is only one contest left in this entire training camp. In my mind, in my estimation, this is me. This isn't public. This is... I think there's only one battle left, and that's for the last defensive spot. Yeah. And is it Soderstrom or Dermott? Travis Dermott and, and and Soderstrom are two guys fighting for the seventh spot. 
it's going to be important. I think you'll see them both play over the next two games and who can take the edge. I give it right now today. I give it to Dermot because I think the 22 year old uh, Soderstrom could use some more seasoning. Craig, have you looked on the roster? On their website. I know. <laughs> Don't do that. They, 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 how do they now? Never mind. And lastly, <laughs> the the one surprised me, and I, it, you guys were in Australia. You watch the power play. We want to see the power play. Who's on the power play? Logan Cooley wasn't on the power play. Yeah. Logan Cooley, aside from Clayton Keller, who nearly broke the offensive record, everybody wants to see this kid break out. He is going to get power play time. Yeah, Period. probably on the second unit. Like yeah, when he, when so he, in, he didn't yeah. in, in Australia, does right. he tonight? And, I, and I'm really curious. I have to think, you have to think he's going to get time on the power play. So those are some of the things I'm looking for beyond the scoreboard. I want to see how these guys progress. And again, I want to see that top line, top line continue to find that chemistry. Can Barrett Hayton get to the net? Can Schmaltz and Keller continue where they left off last year? So I am looking forward to this game, and I'm really, really, really looking forward to seeing this team in person on Saturday. For sure. Um, and speaking of which, if you're coming to Tucson this weekend on Saturday, if you're already in Tucson, I know a few of you, our listeners live there. Um, we will be meeting at the Illegal Pizza on University at 1 p.m. for a pregame meetup. Um, so stop by there. We would love to see you before the game. And if you haven't bought your tickets yet, you can buy them with our special link, which you can find um, pinned in our Discord and on our Twitter page at PHNX underscore Coyotes, up to 30% off box office pricing for the game Saturday, thanks to the Tucson Roadrunners um, for setting that up for our listeners. So get your tickets. It's going to be a fun day on Saturday. I'm really looking forward to it. It also means we're that's the last preseason game and we're one step closer to the start of the NHL season, which is in eight days from now. Or uh, um, Nick the Schmall? NHL season? Yeah. How many next Tuesday? Where's number eight? It's, not, it's six. Yeah. Is he? It's okay. Tuesday. I'm talking about the oh, Coyotes. The coyotes. We, well, you said NHL think, season. Uh, think, uh, Sorry. For me, league, that's my NHL season. Do you think season. the league knows that? Do you think Nick Schmaltz wears number eight in yeah. that eight days? That makes sense. Did that. you see the one yesterday? Did yeah, you see my tweet? I liked yeah, your little math. Yeah. Yeah. The, two kachucks on day eight or you know, whatever it was. You know how six. there's this like whole thing right now, like girl math, boy math, like yeah. NHL math is these graphics. Is, yeah. <laughs> Why, what was today's? Well, Wait. yesterday's was kachucks. We're, we're the kachucks. Okay. Um, which is, it was day six, right? Yep. And then it, it was, obviously they were 19 and seven. So I said, if you subtract seven from 19 and then you divide it by the number of kachucks in the league, you get <gasps> six. So Does finally it, a graphic that's that NHL math. I don't know. So who is the NHL's graphic today? I don't know. I don't I'll know research real quick. Okay. Um, I don't know. Yeah, right. I, like so I like to focus on the positions. We're smulchy days away from Craig being in New York. New York. And you and I sitting through a um, watch along. Today oh. we have for day five, uh, Kirill Kaprizov and Jason Robertson. 97. 97 and 21, or I think. Maybe there's some math in there. Somebody can figure out the math. Oh, Caleb, wow. you're the you're the teacher. Figure that out. <laughs> oh, the broadcasting announcement just dropped. Everyone say, "Yep." Let's see if we can find it while we're on the air. <laughs> well, it's yeah. Oh, here it is. Okay, the Arizona Coyotes are excited to announce our multi-year broadcast pa- partnership with Scripps Sports. Um, and there's a quote from Alex Morello who says, this is a major win for us to be able to increase our reach and continue to grow the great game of hockey in the desert. We're committed to winning, committed to valuable. It's the same, you know, I yep. don't really need to read the whole thing. No. Um, so we finally have our answer. I think this has been something that we've kind of been waiting on. Yeah. And I know you'll have a lot of questions about this deal. It's a four year deal, by the way. Um, look for. Uh, a Q&A with Alex Morello on our website in about 22 minutes. <laughs> there you have it. Uh, I got to get off the show, obviously, and get it up. But yeah. uh, you, th- there will be uh, – I know you have questions. and You'll probably have more than I answered, but there will be answers to some questions yeah. on our website very shortly. Yeah, absolutely. So we finally have a home for Coyotes games this season. Um, Scripps Sports, again, you can check out Craig's story coming in about 20 minutes. Or if you're listening to this later, it's up at gophnext.com. So stay tuned. Um, I know, yeah, there's a lot of questions that I have that we all have, and I'm sure you all have them as well. So hopefully some of those are answered in that Q&A. You can read that on the website. And before we head out, we have a $5 super chat from our friend Altex. I'm excited to be at the Yotes home opener this year, and I'll be at the Yotes game in St. Louis t- two days before that as well. Lots coming up for me. Altex, we would love to meet you at the home opener. So come say hi. Um, it's awesome. So, all right. That's it for us today. Thank you again to Lance Lysowski for uh, joining us p- to preview the Atlantic. 
We're actually going to be off tomorrow because we will be live Saturday after the preseason game. We'll talk a little bit about the game, but we are going to have some very special guests in Tucson as well that we're really excited about. So mm. be sure to tune in yeah. on Saturday. And by the way, I'm going evening. to the Devils game tomorrow night. The Sun Devils. Sun Devils. Game. Yes. Sun Devils against U of A in hockey. Yeah. Too. If you're looking, if you want your hockey fix, you can get down to Tucson. Go buy Mullet Arena on Friday or do both. Get get a full hockey weekend. Go. It's going to be a yeah. lot of fun. Before yes. we leave, and you're talking about the show on Saturday, and we're talking meet up before at Illegal Pete's. Can we tell people where we're going after? So if they want to go get yes. a cocktail and watch us, yes, actually. Yes, yes, yes. Um, so we'll be at the Hilton directly next to the TCC, which if you were down in Tucson last year for this, this is the exact same, same place yep. um, we did. There, we're going to be in the bar area so you can get a table by us. And last year we had everyone yep. um, come wave so it, it'll be fun you can you and it's know, right by the rink you, you can leave your car parked where you are yeah, and just literally it's literally it's perfect there. same so, parking lot so don't move so yeah, yeah. so if you're, if you're in a rush to get out of town after come hang out with us at the hilton next door um, for a post show and then you'll get to see our guests in person as well which will be very cool, cool. so looking forward to that uh everybody enjoy the rest of your thursday enjoy your friday we'll see you all saturday but before that you can follow us on twitter at S. Peter Talkie, at Leah Merrill, at Craig S. Morgan, at Sean underscore DePause. Follow the show at PHNX underscore Coyotes. Subscribe to the PHNX Sports YouTube channel. Tons of stuff going on. Tis the season. I can't stop saying it. It's like the, my phrase of the week. Tis the season. It's a great time to be an Arizona sports fan. We'll see everybody on Saturday. Bye, guys.